This show is brought to you by Cloudberry Lab, the number one cross-platform cloud backup software. Visit www.cloudberrylab.com slash tubblog for a very special listener offer and get started with Cloudberry Managed Backup for MSPs. You're listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners with our featured conversation with Richard Tubb and John Jantz of Duct Tape Marketing. My name is Jeff Nicholson, and this podcast is all about helping you grow your IT business. In this episode, Richard talks with John Jantz, blogger, podcaster, and marketing expert. John published his book, Duct Tape Marketing, in 2007 and has a new book in the pipeline. Richard and John talked about marketing for IT businesses, using social media, traditional forms of marketing, and how it sits alongside modern techniques. This episode was recorded via a video call between Richard and John in London for their inaugural Upreneur Summit hosted by Chris Ducker. And now, without further ado, here's Richard Tubb talking with John Jantz. Hi everyone, Richard Tubb here, and I'm joined today by, I'm going to be honest, what is one of my marketing heroes, one of my heroes in business, John Jantz. John is an author, a speaker, uh, an expert in the marketing uh, realm, and um, yeah, you're across here in London for Upreneur Summit. I am. How are you finding London? Great. Oh, I love it. It's uh, uh, just a couple of my favorite things. I, you know, everybody talks about how dreary and... Uh, and dark it can be in here, and it's been three of the four days I've been here, it's been sunny. So, uh, you know, I, I have no complaints there. Um, I, you know, stood outside in a couple pubs, you know, with me mates and uh, had a pint. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a regular Londoner now. Fantastic. <laughs> so during your keynote presentation uh, today, um, perhaps you could give us an overview of some of the, some of the topics that you were talking sure. about, because this video is going to be watched and the podcast is going to be listened to predominantly by the owners of IT businesses. And I'm going to be up front and honest here, and I don't think anybody's going to be shocked when I say this, that IT business owners are probably not the best marketeers in the world. So a lot of what you talked about in your keynote this morning is going to be applicable to them. Well, I'll let them off the hook a little bit for you. Quite frankly, nobody is a great marketer. I mean, they start businesses because they know how to do the technical thing. Obviously, IT they're technicians, um, and so you know, marketing becomes is not only foreign. I think there's a little fear about it. You know, I can create a system for everything in my business except marketing. That is this kind of strange thing that I have to go, you know, find a marketing guru for. And really, nothing could be farther from the truth. There may be some strategic elements. There may even be some tactics that you can use. Uh, some some help and expertise uh, in the implementation of, but uh, but there's no question that you will benefit by looking at marketing as a system and what you try to do in your marketing in a very systematic, consistent manner, you know, rather than just looking at it as as something where you just try something new every week. Yeah, and the consistency is key, isn't it? I think that's that that famous or infamous phrase that marketing is not an event; it's an ongoing well, that's right. process. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I tell people all the time that you're never done with marketing. I mean, it really is a process where you maybe have a hypothesis, you create a few things, you try, you test, you give you know things enough time, you know maybe a year in some cases to uh, uh, to really get ultimately effective, and and then you, you continue to 
weed out what doesn't work and add new things. Yeah. So for anybody watching this video and saying, yeah, I know I should be doing more marketing, um, but I'm a technician, I'm really good at the, the IT side of things, and there's so much other stuff that I need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. What one thing would you say to people to get started tomorrow? Well, uh, you know, when people come with that, uh, that idea, I mean, all businesses are resource you know, constraint. I mean, we're talking about all this content that we have to produce, and you know, a lot of businesses are, okay, so go hire a person just to do content because how am I gonna get it done? And so uh, probably the, th the place where I send people the most is to start developing strategic relationships. So in other words, are there other businesses, other industries that, uh, that serve your same clientele? And would there be a way to take advantage of maybe the fact that they are a really good marketer, they really have built a large community, um, and, but they don't have what you do. You know, they're not competitors. Um, and so there could be a way for you to help educate their community or help you know, share some of the things that you've built with their community and effectively be referred yeah. to to their folks and and they, they've already built that trust you know that sometimes takes a long time and so that's that's where i tell people to spend some time now obviously there are half a dozen other things that we would add to that mix but but whenever i get pushed for the one thing uh, that's usually where i go yeah and you've talked about this concept in in your book the referral that's right. uh, engine yeah. um Getting started with a strategic alliance or a strategic yeah. relationship of that nature, and I'm a huge, huge fan of it. So, uh, you know, I can talk to IT companies. Don't try and do all the data cabling. Don't do the SEO, yeah. the web design. You know, build up relationships with other yeah. companies to do that. How would you suggest that, that uh, people structure these relationships in terms of, you know, people almost like to keep score, don't they? They yeah, want yeah. to make sure it's beneficial sure. both ways, sure, and it's sure. a win-win. Yeah, and and the tough thing about that is it may not be for a while, you know, or it may be something that, uh, that you, know, you really are never going to do that. And I think that you kind of strangle the relationship if that becomes the first way you go into it. Now that doesn't mean that you, you strike out a relationship with somebody and you think it's great and you're sending them lots of folks and, and you're not really feeling like it's reciprocating, you might want to reevaluate. But, but one of the first things is, is a mindset. Um, so when I develop uh, strategic relationships, what I'm generally thinking about is not am I going to get referrals, it's will this help my clients, Yeah. right? If I have these relationships and when they have a problem or a need, I'm able to bring a trusted partner in, I feel like that makes my relationship with my client more valuable. Great. Um, and I think that, that if you start with that mindset, you won't be as concerned about what am I getting because what you're getting perhaps is a win with your client. and that might be enough, quite frankly. Uh, but typically what happens, um, just because I think most humans you know, have this kind of law of reciprocity, uh, typically you will probably find some ways uh, to, to benefit uh, you know, over and above that. Yeah. Let's change tacks a little bit. Um, focus on social media. But so every business that I speak to, certainly IT businesses, yeah. they feel that social media is, a, is IT. They feel like they should be on social media, they should be on every channel that's out there, right. doing videos and everything else. But for any company that's either not got a presence on social media at the moment, if there's anybody out there, or they uh, don't feel like they've got a good enough presence, yeah. where could they go with the social media side of things? Just go all in on Snapchat, that's what I would do. <laughs> and, and that's, that's everything <laughs> done, right. Thank you for joining <laughs> You know, so it's a really odd thing because a lot of it is this felt pressure. 
And some of it's not real. It's just, oh, everybody's doing this. I'm getting left behind. And, um, and because there's so much chatter in social media, you hear it all. Um, and so, you know, I think that's one of the real challenges that a lot of people feel. And, and quite frankly, what I tell people that are just trying to get started is start with your existing clients. How could you use some of these platforms? Or is there a platform that could help you do a better job communicating with, serving your existing clients? Because if you can do that, I think you can ultimately make your time there uh, spent pay off. So could you have uh, a group, say in Facebook, that was you know, IT people speaking about a certain you know, type of technology or something? Could you collect that group on Facebook? That might be a great use for social media, um, but just building, trying to build large followings or you know, posting stuff randomly that two people see you know, is probably not going to benefit you. The other thing I typically try to tell people is that it's really important that you find somebody who enjoys it. Yeah. Um, and so if that's, you know, the college intern, you know, whatever it is, uh, you're not going to do it if, if you don't enjoy it. So if you're going to jump into Instagram or something like that and, and think, well, that's going to eventually turn into a great channel for us. Well, it's only going to turn into a great channel if you invest a lot of time and energy in it. And you may not have the stomach for that, you know, if it's just not something you enjoy doing. So. You know, I'm going to let you off the hook. You probably don't want me doing this. But, you know, if you're not going to do that, then ignore it. You don't be on it. Do yeah. find something else that's more a more valuable use of your time if you're time constrained anyway. Because, uh, you know, just throwing yourself into 20 different uh, channels that you're really going to do nothing in that's substantial, it's probably not going to benefit you. You know, I, I tell people a lot of times, you know, find one and go as deep as possible in that. And, and you know, I think right now, even, you know, Obviously, LinkedIn, you know, for professional relationships might make a lot of sense uh, for you. Um, the other one that I would tell for your IT folks is, is Facebook's, you know, not going away. And, and the way that they have aggregated a ginormous, you know, active community, um, you know, look at Facebook advertising for, um, you know, for highly targeted um you know, ways to reach out and, and find folks that, you know, might want to join this group that I talked about or that just um, might want to start, you know, having discussions with you or, or that you might want to share your content with. You know, that's a pretty simple way, you know, for a service business like an IT professional to to dip their toe into uh, social media in a strategic way. Yeah. What about traditional marketing? And when I say traditional, obviously everything, uh, we just talked about Snapchat, that's, yeah, that's yeah. old fashioned there. But uh, yeah, traditional marketing, so I'm talking about like direct mail, sure. um, telemarketing yeah. and things like that. What, what role does that have in the modern world? Well, I think one of the tough things, I mean, I think it still has a huge role. But like many of these things, um, if they're not integrated, um, they're going to be less effective. So direct mail, obviously you can target by group, uh, you know, or by title. Um, a lot of B2B direct mail, you know, people don't, it, it is a little harder because sometimes you're, you know, you're trying to get it into, you know, the owner of the business. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, but if you are using it as a way to say, promote an educational series, you know, that, that's something you're going to drive people online, uh, it can be great. It, it, it's probably not going to be effective if all you're trying to do is sell yeah. products and services without kind of moving people along some stages. You know, so ha if you have a webinar series or an educational series, direct mail can be a great way to uh, to get people to drive people you know, to that. Uh, it can be a nice tool, I think, um, in the sales uh, cycle. So if if there if you have 
you know, outbound sales efforts going direct mail can be a great way to to warm up, you know, what maybe is a you know somewhat cold call that uh, that a sales rep might do. Yeah, let's talk about blogging for a moment. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been blogging since probably about two thousand and five, and there's very few people that I know out there who have been blogging longer. But I know that you're one of them. <laughs> so talk to me about your journey, though. What did that look like? Well, I, you know, I certainly came from a traditional uh, background before we had the internet, you know, and doing marketing. Um, but I always produced content. I mean, I just wrote, you know, articles for newspapers and things like that. So when I saw what we could do online, it just made total sense to me. It's like, well, great. Now, you know, I've got a publishing platform that uh, is theoretically going to allow me to reach the world. So um, I started actually just continued to write uh, articles in what we uh, called article directories at the time yep. that uh, were a great SEO play. Uh, when this blogging tool, I don't want to say it was around 2002, you know, a couple of companies were starting to produce uh, software that they were calling blogs. It just, again, it made sense because it, uh, it, it was something I was already interested in doing that now had a technology that made it easier. Um, and so that's, you know, let's call it a stroke of luck or whatever, but that's why it made so, so much sense to me because I was already bought into the concept of it. Um, you know, we've progressed now 15 years later. Um, I'm really not even, I'm not even calling it blogging. You know, it's just content management, you know, software. I mean, you can still call it a blog, but that really is irrelevant for, because it's, it's just a way for businesses to produce, um, I think, very specific uh, very thematic um, or category specific, you know, type of content. And so that's how we're really, you know, we're still using the WordPress software, but um, in some cases we might call it your education center or your resource center as opposed yeah. to your blog um, because it just doesn't really matter. You know, people don't go to your site looking for your blog. You know, they go there looking to answer a question or find, you know, some specific information. And so we just want to make it as easy as possible for them to do that. Yeah, yeah. And how about your content? strategy at the moment what does that look like where does John John spend most of his time well so you know I went like a lot of people um, I was blogging every day actually for a lot of years that means three or four thousand blog posts Um, and then we kind of shifted to where uh, it didn't make sense for me you know to to produce all of that content we started producing we started getting and taking guest uh, content and so still pretty same rhythm um, you know for for quite some time Um, and we really are shifting just now, this is the uh, fall of 2017, uh, we're shifting to actually backing off on the um, frequency um, and going deeper into, you know, a lot of the, the content that we're going to produce, we're going we're to call them content packages. Right. So they'll be around themes. Um, they will be a lot of, you know, there'll be some Q&A blog posts. There'll be some, there'll be some video that will go with it. There'll be a very long sort of foundational post and a lot of interlinking between a lot of the content that we've already produced. We're gonna to try to bring it together into themes. Yeah. And if you can hear some background noise here, we're in the QE2 center, and um, Chap has just started uh, vacuuming there, so the place is gonna look wonderful. Not so good for the sound quality, <laughs> but uh, I hope you'll bear with us anyway. <laughs> what about on the book front? Um, so you've got a number of books out there that have had a profound impact on me, so yeah. thank you for that type of content that you produced. Yeah. What's on the horizon next for you on the book front? Well, so I have written five books. Uh, my last book is SEO for Growth, um, which uh, uh, you know has been a lot of fun. But uh, the, as far as the book front goes, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have a marketing book, you know, that's out there just waiting to be written. I feel like I've 
you know, written a lot about that topic. Um, I, um, I have a couple books that, uh, I have one that is actually in the works that is going to be more of an uh, inspirational book, hopefully. But uh, I have been uh, dipping into, um, and I, in my talk today, you may have seen, I had a couple quotes from transcendentalists, uh, uh, American authors uh, from the mid-1800s. Um, and I think that was a period that is not dissimilar to where I feel like we are today. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to take a lot of that material and write something that will probably be called the Self-Reliant Entrepreneur um, that uh, is, is going to be structured as a daily, you know, just dive in, read that day's uh, quote or reading and then kind of my 200 words on it. And yeah. uh, I just feel like, uh, you know, I'd like to have a book like that. So, okay. you know. and, and that's going to be more sort of mindset focused, is it? Or? Yeah, I mean, it, it won't be, it certainly won't be prescriptive, you yeah. know, I mean, at all. It'll be uh, a quote that I think is meant to be or a reading from some, you know, writing from, you know, Emerson or Thoreau or something. Um, and then kind of my reflection on that writing for the day, you know, and how it, how it applies to, uh, some of the primary kind of themes and characteristics of the entrepreneur. Yeah. So going back to one of your earlier books, Duct Tape Marketing, remind me, when was that published? Uh, published officially in the fall of 2006. 2006, so, yeah. wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So again, another book that's had a profound effect on me. I mention it quite a lot um, uh, to my community of IT business owners out there. 2006, we're now in 2017. What has, what's the biggest change yeah. in the world of marketing been since you first wrote that book into today? I guess what I'm asking, John, if you were to write yeah. a revised edition. Well, I have. So, the, so we revised it in 2011. Yeah. Um, because in 2006, we were just on the cusp. I, I, I'd have to go back and look, but I think I talked about blogging, but I didn't talk about Twitter. Yeah. You know, and I didn't talk about Facebook um, uh, necessarily, I don't think. In the revised edition, we did add some of that, but I intentionally... Um, and if you go back and reread Duct Tape Marketing, I intentionally tried to keep it as evergreen as possible. Yeah. Um, and so I don't you know, talk about here, you know, here's how to use this latest thing that came out. It was really more, and I've always been this way, it, the platforms almost don't matter. Yes. Um, they, they, you know, there are ones that make it easier for us to do things, certain things we need to do, but it's the, the principles and what we're trying to accomplish. I don't think that has changed that much. Just how we do it, how people buy, you know, has probably been the, you know, the biggest thing that has evolved. Um, but it, it my mindset and about you know strategy before tactics is is not is really unchanged and I don't know that it would change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, duct tape marketing for me is one of the the bibles, dare I say, of the marketing industry. I put you up there with the E Myth and, yeah. and other books of those. So thank you for sharing that book. Yeah. If if, if people are new to John Jance's work and duct tape marketing, oh, where can they find more? about you online? Sure. Well, the easiest is just uh, the website, uh, Duct Tape Marketing. So it's D-U-C-T-T-A-P-E marketing.com. Uh, some variation of that uh, is, you know, my social handle for, you know, all of the, the various platforms. Uh, but that's a great jumping point. Yeah. And, um, well, thank you for everything you do. In fact, I want to give a quick shout out here because um, one of my favorite blog features, uh, or my the readers tell me my favorite blog features, is something I do every Friday called a Friday Favorite, uh, where I feature a cool tool or uh, an app that I found. Nice. I want to give you public credit for this. <laughs> this was in Friday Favorites was inspired by this man and your weekend favorites, which That's you, right. you still do to this day. Don't I you? still do. I've probably yeah. been doing that for ten years. Yeah, it feels like, uh, but and and it's kind of the same thing that. Um, 
that seems to generate more uh, response you know, yeah. than, than my 2,000 word carefully thought out, you know, impactful <laughs> piece does uh, sometimes. So I, yeah, we've continued to do that because I, I think a lot of people, you know, they're, it's good and bad. I mean, we're really tool obsessed, you know, it's like yeah. if I just had the, the right tool, you know, everything would change. Um, so I, we play on that a little bit, knowing that people like to do that. But I, I will tell you one of the funnest things for me about it is because we have built a fairly substantial following is uh, I'll feature uh, a business in there that's a startup. You know, they, they don't have their first hundred you know, users yet. And, the, you know, you can have some real impact. And I mean, I will frequently hear from the field tools that we feature yeah. saying, wow, you know, we got all this spike in traffic and had to figure out where it was coming from. And, you know, thank you very much. So that, that that's fun that, to know that you can have that kind of impact. And you do. So I, um, you know, I'll give a shout out here. There was a tool that you featured. And I can't remember where it was, but it's a tool called Missing Letter. Um, and I was with the guys from Missing Letter at an event one uh, weekend. And I said, oh, hey, you know, um, did you? I, I saw your stuff on uh, John Johnson's blog. And they were like, what? And then suddenly there was a power, and they were like, oh, that's where the spike in traffic came from. So what you write definitely does yeah, have an yeah, impact on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before you go then, because I'm a geek, I love the tech, what's your favorite tool or app at the moment? What's the uh, the one thing that you can't live without? Oh, gosh, you know, I'm traveling, so TripIt is, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, that's almost old school, right? I, I looked the other day, and I think I've been a TripIt member since 2006 or something like that. Uh, um, so that's the one that comes to mind right now, you know, because I use it all the time. But uh, um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm, you know. Fair enough. <laughs> trip it there. So you've got two takeaways. Go and read Duct Tape Marketing and install Trip It on your yeah. smartphone. So, John, personally, thank you for everything you've done. I've learned yeah. a huge amount from you. You've been uh, an inspiration to me over the years. So thank you for that. And thank you for uh, sharing your time with us today. You I really bet. appreciate it. You bet. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners. You can find the show notes and bonus content for this interview, along with dozens of other interviews with IT business leaders over at www.tubblog.co.uk. If you enjoyed this podcast, then we'd really appreciate you rating and reviewing the show over at iTunes. Every review helps us reach new listeners and helps raise the bar for success in the IT industry. In our next episode, Richard speaks with Arlen Sorensen to discuss his 30-year career in IT. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you on the next episode. Have a great week. This show has been sponsored by CloudBerry Lab. CloudBerry Lab's managed backup service is built from the CloudBerry backup technology and designed to meet the needs of managed service providers and enterprise IT departments by providing reliable backup with centralized management and monitoring. This managed cloud backup service is integrated with Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud Platform, and almost every S3 compatible or OpenStack-based cloud storage service. With CloudBerry managed backup solution, any MSP, VAR, or IT service company can rebrand and provide robust and reliable cloud backup service with remote management and monitoring. CloudBerry Managed Backup is truly cross-platform with support for Windows and Linux servers, as well as Windows, Mac, and Linux workstations. Backup to the cloud is simple with CloudBerry's broad range of support for multiple cloud storage providers, but also supports backup to local disk or NAS. You can backup data locally, to the cloud, or both for a truly 3-2-1 backup strategy. For Tubblog listeners, CloudBerry Lab is offering free rebranding for one year. That's a $129.99 value. 
Rebranding allows you to brand the backup solution as your own, meaning your customers will only see your brand, not Cloudberry Lab. To take advantage of this special offer, please visit www.cloudberrylab.com slash tubblock. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.